Hey everybody, this is Michael Antonovich with Swap Moto Live, bringing you this week's episode of the Fox feature. Uh, for this one, just like last week with Don and Josh Hill, uh, I've gotten in touch with Manuel Manuel Littenbacher. Can you give me Manuel Littenbacher? Right, you got it. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> See, uh, German uh, Fox rider, off-road superstar, reigning World Enduro Super Series champion. He spent the last two weeks out in the United States in California, uh, hanging out with the Fox Racing crew going to the Red Bull facility up in Santa Monica and then racing the King of Motos Enduro event, which probably a lot of people don't know about if you're outside the West Coast or not super familiar with off-road riding, but quickly becoming one of the gnarliest off-road races in the world right now. So <laughs> would I is that a pretty accurate representation, Manny? Like, is that that's, pretty true? That's like a proper, proper presentation, I would say. So thanks, man. Hey, everybody, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited pretty excited about this this interview and i think i i can bring you some more off-road off-road into into this into this site cool and that's what we're here for a swap motor lives yeah. about everything two wheels just like fox racing is you know maybe yeah. it's mountain biking or off-road riding or motocross or supercross fox racing and swap motor live we're going to try to touch on it all so uh going to join us on this podcast is fox racing's austin hoover uh, Hoover spent a lot of time in Europe. Uh, he was a Fox racing like brand manager for a bit over there before he came back to the United States. He knows Manny really well and helped facilitate this whole interview. So you might hear Austin pop in and out over the next 30 minutes or so. So Manny, uh, let's talk about your trip to the United States. You've been here two weeks. Uh, you leave tomorrow to go back to Germany. How was it? What all did you get to do? Um, yeah, it was perfect. I would say like, um, have been now here for two weeks. Um, I came in like right before the event, like before King of Motos. Then we went straight out um, to test in the desert. So like close by the Hammertown place, which was insane just to see like this crazy American place, I would say. Like as a European guy, you don't see like hundred thousands of campers in the middle of the desert and they're just having a good time and just race there with their trucks everywhere in the canyons. So it was definitely cool to see. And then afterwards, we just stayed like more, like 10 more days riding motocross most of the time. Like me and my best mate, Jeff, um, he's also with me at the most of the races in Europe. We just had an awesome time riding most of the time and doing some cool things. So I'm, I definitely enjoyed, enjoyed my stay in California. Cool. Uh, King of the Motos um, didn't get ran in 2019. So then you came this year for 2020. Um, for people that don't know, King of the Motos is this massive off-road, or King of the Hammers is this massive off-road, like, two-week event in the high desert of Southern California. They have this motorcycle race to it. There's rock crawling and truck racing and everything. Manny, like, pretty much every motorcycle and, like, side-by-side -side and, and off-road truck company debuted something at that week, didn't they? Yeah, for sure. Like, there was everybody. Like, it was so cool because normally the motor event was always the first first one of, of the, like, the race week. But this year they, they changed it to the last day. So there were still so many trucks out there and so many people also like fans who just stayed there for also for the motor event. So it was such a good vibe and such a cool atmosphere to see all all them people like out of the completely off-road industry. Mm -hmm. And just like high desert, massive no man's land, just mountains and desert and rocks and everywhere. And no man's land everywhere. Like everywhere. It's like Burning Man, but off-road. I've never seen such a crazy place. Like, 
Um, if you just drive in into a desert and then there's just it's nearly like a city, you know, like there's so many people out there. So it's so cool. And like the vibe is insane. Mm-hmm. So then um, the event, which is the whole reason you're here, probably would you say one of the harder hard enduros of the new schedule now, like up there with Erzberg or maybe not that Burley yet? Um, I wouldn't say that it's like already on the level from Erzberg, um, but it's definitely like for U.S. race. The, like the race was long, you know, so it also made it pretty hard, like to ride six hours in the desert, um, especially with them loose, loose rocks and like loose uphills. It was really, really tiring. So I think that makes it makes it a harder race than t- from the technical side. Mm-hmm. Um, with that race, it's it's different than a lot of other off road races. It's not like one on one in time. You guys all did that mass start right up the top of that mountain and then it's GPS signal guided all the way through. So kind of take us through what happened with that because you led for quite a bit, but then had a GPS issue on the last lap that cost you two spots. Yeah, (laughs) it was a little bit of a bummer, but I had a really good start, you know, like we started out of the, out of the row, like straight into uphill. So it was kind of like an, I would say like a gnarly, gnarly start because to start in like with 50 people on a row, straight into an uphill and there are like maybe four or five different lines where everybody wants to pick so it was a little bit of a mess but got the whole shot then the first two laps me cody webb colton haker and tristan hart we were riding most of the time together it was like a three laps event and every lap got harder and it was really technical with the gps because there were no markings at all so you literally had to follow the track on the gps and I made in the last lap, like the hardest one, um, we went out of the pit stop. Um, we had to pit our bikes by our own because there was no outside assistance allowed. So everybody kind of changed their, their rear tire just to get a better grip um, for the last lap. And me and Cody, we, we came out of the pit stop. I would say I was leading maybe about a minute. And then I just took the wrong way. Like maybe I was 20 meter off the track. So I'm not sure how many feet there are. Like 60. The line was the harder line. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was riding, I was riding a harder line because I thought I had the last lap. It's the hardest one. So I went like kind of a harder way than the normal way. So yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah. Make it really hard on yourself if you're not going to do it the right way. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I work uh, too. I, I a little bit messed it up, but at the end it was like a good race, you know, like Cody said he took it easy and I tried my best like to just to make a bigger gap. So at the end it was, I think around 20, 20 minutes or something like this, but I think he was trying to hit his marks um, because he knew that I went wrong. So he knew that there's like one hour penalty. And I still got third because only the top three came into the last lap. So nobody else made it into the last lap then except of me, Cody and Tristan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I came into the finish and they told me, yeah, one hour penalty. And I was like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it can happen. You know, I was I was really happy with my riding, and I think it was such a good training. You know, for me, still focus, um, like main focus on West, and and them races are are not as important for sure. You want to do good, 
but um, you want to do good or you want to do better actually in the in the series. So I was still happy with the podium mm-hmm. um, with the penalty. So basically, this is just a uh, very brutal warm up race for you for the West series that's coming up, right? Yes, totally. Like all races, what I'm doing, it's like some pre races, just training, new experience, riding some new terrain. So I'm I will come back in March again to the US to race Rev Limiter in Texas, and yeah, it's everything like preparation for the main season. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the King of Motos. The GPS thing, that's something that you guys don't have at any other race, right? It's always kind of trail marked a bit at other events? Um, we have it in Romaniacs, and also I've done Roof of Africa in South Africa. So um, there, I've done a couple of them with GPS, but most of the time, like for example at Romaniacs, the, the GPS, it's for sure important, but there are always some markings, you know? We ride through the forest, so it's always easier because you're staying kind of on a trail or sometimes there's they just put tape onto the onto the trees so it's easier than than in the high desert where nothing is and there's no lines and you can go 500 meters to the right or 500 meters to the left and um it's really hard hard to to navigate can you compare the king of motos track like mountain layout uh to anything else that you've ridden over in europe or in africa nothing <laughs> it it was i was really surprised about this place i've never raced in the desert and um like i would say that the harder difficult uphills it's close like to south africa a little bit because it's quite rocky but in the desert it's just so loose so you like nearly if you like lose the like the good ride and the drive you just get stuck in like a in a in a way where you normally don't have it, so it was definitely really hard to set up the bike also, and to just having like a completely new place to race. Mm-hmm. Um, was this one of the events where you have no outside team help? It's just you working on the bike and the pit stops, or was it you have a crew? I had a crew, but at the riders' briefing, they told us there is no crew allowed. So oh. we had to do, yeah, we had to do everything by our own, um, getting the bikes ready. Also, when we pit stop it, there was no outside assistance. So if something would happen, you know, for example, break the levers or whatever, we had to do it by our own mm-hmm. and refuel by our own. So they only could tell us what we have to do and where the stuff is and how to do it. This is like the most insane sounding like off-road ride ever all the stuff that you guys have to do and that's why i respect these like these west series events so much is because it's a full test of everything it's like six day enduro it's all of that you guys are you have to be mechanics and riders and know how to salvage yeah. a bike but still go fast so yeah. how did you uh how did you get into off-road riding like what was it that drew you to that over say motocross or supercross or moto gp or whatever um yeah for sure over my dad you know he was also one like one of the best riders back in the days and he was riding re- really really good so i i can definitely tell you he was like a top three rider on the world so he he came also out of trials and then there was his sponsor told him ah yeah you heard from Erzberger deal and he was like mm, no he didn't <laughs> and then one year later he raced Erzberg and he finished second and that's when he got into the sport and I was like, also like 
only riding trials until I was 16. Like also never have been interested to go motocross riding or whatever. So then he took me one time to like a amateur race. And then I was like, ah, man, that's so cool. I want to, I want to race Erzberg. And three months later, I was, I think I was 15. I raced Erzberg. So, <laughs> um, yeah. You the first year? First year, I haven't, but it was kind of like uh, not official one that I raced there. So the next year when I was 16, I finished and I was like the youngest finisher of Erzberg history. Still. Still. Still now. Still yeah. now. So made a record um, finishing Erzberg with 16 and it's definitely a cool thing to have in the pocket, I would say. And for anybody that doesn't know, Manny, you're only 21. So it's that's not like you're this old guy and this is some old record. This is a recent, <laughs> like you're in the prime of your career right now as a young dude. Yeah, I would say. Like I'm trying my hardest to to stay also <laughs> to stay also in this in this position. So I'm I'm definitely riding good at the moment. Okay, the trials thing. Like I've gotten to go out to like probably near where you guys went for King of Motos and ridden trials and went to some bike intros and stuff like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's a hard thing. You have to be super mindful of like balance and brake and throttle control. Um, how did you get into that as a kid? Like, did how did how young did you get started riding? Um, I got my first bike when I was five. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so like pretty pretty young, I would say. But at the beginning, I wasn't interested. And the cool thing also is that my dad never pushed me to go riding. He was more like hey you want to ride and i was like mm, not today maybe tomorrow and then he was like yeah no problem let's ride tomorrow and i think that's why i also enjoy the sport now so much because he never like pushed me you know into this direction it was always my decision already as a kid mm -hmm. so that was definitely a cool thing um because then one day i think i made a step about yeah maybe one one feet or something like this and I was so stoked on it. Probably I was like six or seven that I was like, oh man, I want to, I want to ride now every day. Yeah. And then since then I was just, just riding a lot and, and tried my, tried my best to, to get better. Okay. I have to ask, are you like, do you live on the mountain in Germany? Because, um, yes. okay. Cause I, it makes sense I, that you're a mountain guy, like a ski resort, dude. Yes. I'm a mountain guy. I'm like at the beginning of the Alps, but completely in the middle so like doing a lot of mountain biking in the winter a lot of ski touring to keep me fit and i just love to be outside and to be in the mountains um my place to ride it's a little bit complicated so i'm doing a lot of different sports where i just stay fit and then just travel for riding mm -hmm. but it's definitely a really cool place so you're not like Cody Webb, who has like a private practice facility that you just go ride at all the time. It's kind of few and far between. Yes, um, I'm traveling way more. Like it's not as with Cody. I'm traveling way more. Um, I'm a lot in Italy. I got a friend there. He's also riding good. So um, it's always important, you know, to ride with another guy, especially off road or extreme, mm -hmm. because you just go out there in the mountains and you don't want to want to be by your own so it's always always good to have somebody and now to find somebody on a good level that you don't have to wait all the time i think it's hard so i'm definitely happy to go there it's it's still like six hours from my house but i'm doing like three days trips stay there for like three days of riding and then go back home and 
you you can definitely feel how much you rode the last few days. Okay. I have to ask because I watch all these races. Like a friend of mine and I were watching one, um, the Red Bull race on the beach in the Netherlands a few weeks ago. And there's um, just, which one is that? Knockout? Knockout, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, the one a few weeks ago was uh, Let's UK in France. No, uh, yeah. no, no. This was, it was on TV a few weeks ago, but it was from like, uh-huh. a, it was like an old airing. But yeah, yeah, I think it was, it was Red like Bull. A 2018 West Final. Yeah, and it had like Glenn Koldenhoff there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was 2018 West West Final where I got second and Billy Bowl clinched the title. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, this was completely new. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a new experience, you know. Like as a trial guy, and most of the time focusing on extreme, and then this new series is showing up West and. The final is a beach race where you have to go six gear wide open, like three Ks, just full gas, and then riding with thousand people on a sandy destroyed track was definitely a new experience. So that's what I have to ask about, like why yeah. why these hard enduro races? Like what's so appealing about them? Because I watched that. And they have to be so hard for a normal rider to do because they're so hard for you, like one of the top guys in the world, to do. And you'll see like 300, 400 people on the track at the same time. I think I think it's just the challenge to, I wouldn't say to survive, but to, to, to test make yourself. It happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, like now I think Extreme is growing so much at the moment because you have this challenge and everybody wants to be challenge you know like everybody wants to have like a um like uh, a goal to reach so for example um the hobby guy is okay let's try this uphill and then you try this uphill and if it works then you're really happy because you made it to the top and if you don't make it you will try it another time you know so i think it's just a challenge to reach this goal and i think that's why extreme is now so or gets like so popular. So um, with motocross, like you're a moto guy now, you just rode all yeah. the tracks in California. You probably saw where <laughs> you have to learn how to do the jumps and you, you know, this is how fast you have to go to clear them. Is it the same thing when you're riding hard enduro? Like you have to gradually get more difficult. Otherwise there's big injury or is it because you go so slow? It's not so injury prone. No, you definitely have to make step by step. It may, it's, I think even more step-by-step step than in motocross because there's just so much more technique behind it, you know, like with steps and uphills and there's just so much more going on. For sure, to go fast on a motocross track is really hard, but I think it's easier to learn the speed than the proper technical trial skills riding. Gotcha. I would think that yeah. too. Is it as risky? Like are the is the chance of big injury as much? Like torn ACLs, broken ankles, that's about just as high, isn't it? Um, I would say, yeah, it always can happen, you know. Like, um, it's definitely with you have less speed, um, so it makes it a little bit like unri- more unrisky than motocross, mm-hmm. but um, it's definitely it can happen, everything, you know. Like, you get stuck um, in an uphill and then you launch your bike and your bike falls onto you, you know, so there's it always can go wrong, you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't say that it's that it's not risky as, as motocross. It's just risky in another way. Okay. Um, what was the first big, like, breakthrough you had 
Uh, I, you said on the trials thing where you were a little kid and you're like, oh, I want to be a motorcycle rider more now. What was yeah. it that made you switch from trials to hard enduro? Um, I just enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, riding and try to go fast and try to make the impossible possible. Um, it was just such a cool feeling. So that that made me this decision. Like I was like the first year I was riding still trials and some hard enduro races, and the next year I was like, hey. I just want to ride hard enduro now and I want to try to get there and be one of the top guys. And I think I, I proved it. Um, two stroke or four stroke. What is better for what you guys are doing? Two stroke, definitely three under two stroke. Um, with the fuel injection, like fuel injection. Yeah. KTM 300 TPI. So it's definitely like the main bike for like extreme enduro riding. And then, with the West Series, you know, we got so many different races. So we sometimes switch just um, to a 354 stroke. Mm-hmm. So like them two bike, bikes are like the main main bikes of, of the series. But you still can do everything with the two stroke. So what's the benefit of the two stroke? Because it's lighter. So it's not so much like heavy mass that you have to move around. Yeah, it's, it's lighter. Um, it's just more aggressive. And it's definitely like easier to ride you know easier to handle if you're stuck in rocks and whatever you you want to have a a light bike and not a heavy bike because you just save a lot of energy gotcha um yeah i think that's it's honestly so funny because that's the opposite of what like motocross is now everybody thinks that you have to be on a four stroke to go slow like because it's easier to go fast on a four stroke and the two stroke thing yeah you guys have always proven it's always one or the other. Some guys ba- bounce back and forth just depending on the on the race that weekend. Um, yeah. So the West Series is getting ready to start up in the next few weeks. Um, so everything that you've done these past months and all that is to defend your 2019 title. Uh, for people that don't know, what's the background on the World Enduro Super Series? Yeah, like um, they started now, um, like this is now the third season. Um, so they started like two years ago. KTM was like, I, uh, um, it would be really cool to find the best off-road rider in the world. So they combined like a lot of different races together, get some hard enduros, get some cross-country races, get some proper national classic enduro style races and just mix them up and get the best guy out of it. You know, like West, it's World Enduro Super Series and enduro is actually riding off-road in every kind of terrain so it makes it makes it more like an all-round all-round person and i think that's that's enduro about you know like you're not only should be good in hitting big steps and riding really hard stuff you also have to be good in in like a three hours cross-country race mm-hmm. uh what's your favorite event of the series there's erzberg there's porto the one in portugal that races along the docks uh, yeah. like through the city streets. I think everybody has seen that in those GoPro videos. Um, there's the grass race in France. Uh, England had a race a few years ago, and then there's supposed to be a few in the United States this year too, correct? Um, yes, we have like one one this year in the United States, which is in the series, um, Tennessee Knockout. It's like the main, like the biggest, biggest hard indoor one, I would say, in the US at the moment. So it's definitely cool to come over to, to the yes, you know, like to bring West Series now global, it, it makes it so much more bigger and 
I think it's just cool to to bring a series over here because it's still I would say not unknown, but for for the Americans, it's it's everything about GNCC in off-road, I would say. So it's it's nice to bring them that that big series over over to the US. Okay, uh, for the European events, like what one is your favorite one of all of them? Is it Erzberg because that's the one you've done so well at, or the, is there another one that you like more? Um, I would say like my um... Getzen, bro. <laughs> Getzen, <laughs> Getzen Um Yeah, Getzen was the was the final this year. But I would say my favorite is is Romaniacs. It's also the hardest one because it's a rally. So it's about five days of riding, one day prologue, and then four days like proper off-road races where off-road days, sorry, where you go eight hours on the track, and you have like mixed feeling about this. But I always tell people that why it's my favorite race because the achievement what you have done the past five days you know like five days of riding and really insane hard stuff it's just if you just make it to the finish is already like a, a big achievement and to get like a good result there and now last year i even won it it was it was insane i was over the moon you know it was such a cool thing and you put so much hard work in and you see how it's paying off that's that's the the best thing ever that's the cool thing I like about the off-road races is you guys all know how hard it is just to finish. And so when yeah. every one of you guys finish, you all congratulate each other. There's a big friendship through all this thing. Yeah, there's a battle for the win, but you guys are all really respectful and happy for each other when you finish. Yeah, totally. You know, like I'm always saying it's a big, big family in a paddock. For sure, when we race, everybody has a knife in his mouth, but... Um... In the paddock, we are all friends. We go riding together. We have just a, a good time, you know, and and I think that's really important, just having fun, um, except of racing. I think that's something, like, sorry to, to butt in, Michael, but from my perspective, like, dealing with, you know, dealing with athletes all across the sport now and dealing with GP guys and dealing with Supercross guys and now, you know, dealing with, obviously, we have really good relationships with both Manny and, and Taddy Blazusiak, but... Um, the camaraderie in the off-road world is so much different because there's going to be times where you guys need each other yeah. out, out on the course. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, I think that that's something that's really special about the these hard enduro racers is like these guys are so gnarly. And of course, everybody wants to win and, and be successful. But at the same time, there's like a feeling in the paddock. And I, and I really felt it when I went to the Getson Rodeo this year um it's just it's different like the guys they just they have a, a different bond it really is like a big family like manny said and it was it was really really apparent to me now after spending so much time in, in all these different categories like they say it but when you see it happen it, it, it is really real and it, it's really special i think it's i think it's yeah badass. yeah it's definitely a cool feeling you know you always also if you're on the track and you see somebody crashes in front of you you always like are you okay? And if he's not okay, you definitely stop, you know, and, and help him. Because mm -hmm. if you're in the middle of a, of the mountains and there's nobody, you know, sometimes you you need you need the help of, of the other guys. So that's why I think the camaraderie is so good in our sport. Um, why do you think fans have taken to it so well? 
because these are not easy events to watch. Like Porto is in the middle of a city, but you can only fit maybe two or three people in certain sections, but thousands of people come. And then some of these other races are out in the middle of nowhere and you have to trek from hundreds of feet or miles or up mountains or whatever, just to watch from a good spot. What is it about these races that people in Europe are just so attracted to? I think it's just so cool because, you know, for the riders, for the hobby riders, um, they just line up with us, you know, like it's open for everybody. And in some races, there are like 2,000, like at the Erzberg, there are 2,000 people, you know, and you you have like the pros, and but then the hobby riders and they they just love to, to have the challenge and to 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 fight for for to make it happen, you know, so that's the cool thing. And and fans just loving it, you know, like people just want to be entertained. And I think sometimes in like Cordendor stuff, um, it's it's for us, you know, if we make it, they're just so stoked because if you see life, it's like, wow, that's unreal, you know. For me, sometimes when we have a track walk and I look for some section and I'm like, I'm not sure if it's possible to go up there. And if you are like only a fan, you... I think you think even more that there is no way to go up, but then you see one guy who is going up there. It's it's just such a cool feeling and such a cool thing to see. I think also too from a the you know like the the Red Bull TV coverage, they're doing they're doing such a good job of broadcasting all these races. And I think for an average person who just flicks on the Red Bull TV channel versus turning on a Supercross. It takes a an educated viewer to understand like how gnarly it is to go three in out of a out of a bowl corner in, on a supercross track. But right. normal guy who rides a you know rides a BMW adventure bike to work when he turns on Erzberg or Romaniacs, he immediately understands the difficulty of what these guys are doing. And and I think that that's another reason why the sport is becoming more and more popular because it actually is a little bit easier for the everyday person to understand the difficulty, whereas. I think supercross and motocross, it's a, it's a little bit harder. So it's almost like that universal, like versatility of the viewer almost yeah. too, like of the fan that I think is really cool about what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I've thought the same thing. I think that this is going to be the surprise, like next big motorcycling sport that gets the mainstream attention just because a, it has Red Bull behind it, has all the factories behind it. A lot of really, really good riders and they've found a way to, make it accessible for everybody. Like you just see it and you know, this is insane stuff to try. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. So Manny, the season gets ready to start. Um, what's the first race of the season for you? And, and what's so unique about that one? Like what's um, the skill set it requires? Yeah. Um, it's definitely Lagares again, Porto Lagares um, in Portugal. So you already mentioned like the crazy city prologue through the docks and, it's such a cool place to race there, you know. It's the first round. It's actually, yeah, beginning of May, so we got still some time left. But um, everybody's training hard, so this year it's gonna be a good competition again. And yeah, this race is so unique. Like especially like the prologue, you race in the middle of the city through the old town, jumping some double stair sets and just riding in front of all the tourists you know they just walk walk through the city and um suddenly there's a motocross race going on or like a hard indoor race going on so i think it's it's such a unique place to race and the sunday's race it's everything about riverbeds it's riverbeds 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 and really gnarly ones so 
you should you should bring some good socks <laughs> and some and some waterproof waterproof boots but they won't last because their their pedals are too deep. <laughs> <laughs> um how did you learn to work on the bike? Cuz you said earlier that's one of those things you have to do. So have you always been like a pretty mechanically savvy guy or is that something you learned out of necessity? Um no, my my dad and like when we when I grew up, he always teach me some little things, and I think it's important as a rider to work on his bike, just to know and understand the bike, and especially sometimes you know if you um, crash and and broke break something, and then you have to work in the middle of the forest on your bike by your own, so you have to know exactly the bike. So that's that's really important just to just to know the bike and. I I always grew up with with having the tools in my hands, so wasn't wasn't a big big difference. Um, how far can you take a bike apart? Like, could you totally frame your motorcycle and rebuild it in like three days? Um, yes, I would say. <laughs> okay, that's badass. <laughs> that's badass. I, like for sure, not the engine. Um, engine has to be completely, but. Um, with the with the technical side when they started with the TPI um, now you have to know which plug has to go in which plug so um, it's a little bit more complicated but I could definitely build up a, a bike if the engine is ready um, and then you just have to mount it okay hey did the TPI did that change your riding style at all to go to that from naturally carbureted um I wouldn't say that no like it's definitely a little bit different to ride but um I think it's for sure a like a step forward into the right direction and it's it's a really good bike so I I didn't change my riding style at all okay um we'll get ready to wind this interview down this has been an awesome 30 minutes with you guys on the phone I think everybody by the time they get done listening to this is going to be ready to see the West series kick off Manny what is the uh What's the big career goal for you? Um, I know right now in the U.S., a lot of people have attention on Dakar, and a lot of off-road guys would love to do that. They would love to do Baja. What events in yeah. your career do you see that you're like, at some point in the next few years, even though I'm only 21, I want to race those? Well, that's a good question. Um, if I'm to be honest, I've never <laughs> thought about that. Really? Okay, uh, okay. Um, like at the, at the moment, you know, it's just about West and, and doing all them hard indoors where I'm good in. Um, I, w- I definitely want to try some new races, maybe race one day, little key or just trying some crazy things out. But like main focus is for sure to, to stick to them races where I'm good in and I'm just enjoying them. So for sure, sometimes you have to suffer a lot at the extreme races, but at the end it's, it's worth it, and that's like the cool thing about it. Okay. I think a good point there is like your decision to not even race Super Enduro last year, yeah. And to which is which is the European version of Enduro Cross. Enduro Cross, yeah. 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 To to really focus your preparation on on outdoors, outdoors because you know talking to Taddy and talking to those other guys, like so much of that preparation gets distracted away yeah. racing the indoor series because the bike setup is so different and, and, and the focus and the, and the speed racing. is even a lot different. Yeah. Um, but so I think like big respect to you for doing that because you really put win all in on the West. And so for sure, stay, stay 
with West at the moment, um, it's definitely the goal and get more 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 West titles. Um, make hopefully a back to back this year and trying my best to be always there in the front and and having fun out there. Okay. Um, this is a question that I know me and Hoover are going to be very interested in because we try to go everywhere in the world we can. What are some yeah. of the best places to visit on the series? Best place to visit in the series to make like a like a holiday, holiday. yeah, like a holiday. Yeah, I would definitely say Portugal is really cool. It's such a cool city, and you're directly on the Atlantic, and it's cool race. You see a lot. And it's a really nice place to to see. But also, you know, if you if you want to see some mountains, you go for Erzberg, stay there a couple of days longer, ride some good mountain bike tracks, and and it's also cool, you know. So depends depends what you're gonna do. But I think every place is so unique, so it makes it makes it really special to race there. Okay. Uh, best food. Food. Ah, uh, food. Best food. Sorry. Um. Hey, Manny, Manny's gone vegetarian. Like, I'm vegetarian, so that's perfect. German vegetarian. I'm, I'm basically an oxymoron. Yeah, Hoover, I, I'm surrounded by cows, and I'm a vegetarian. There's nothing I can eat in this place. Um, I would say, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, Italian stuff. So good pasta, maybe some good fish, you know. Really, really like stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Manny, this has been great. Um, I had a great time talking to you. I'm, I cannot wait to see this series go on. It's my plan to make it to Tennessee uh, for the knockout race or uh, what's that called? That would be sweet. Yeah, so yeah. that's the plan to come down there. I'm glad you enjoyed your time. Hoover, thank you for setting this up. No worries. Um, Manny, for did people... Did tell you about our, our adventure this weekend, what we did? <laughs> I missed it. I was out of this for a second. I don't know if you told you. No, that. no, what'd you do? We had a... Uh... How many people was it? Like 15 or something like this? We, we went on like an overnight uh, off-road camping trip down to Lark Canyon over the weekend. We, we even took our CEO, just got a new KTM, and uh, we had a big group of us here from Fox. Steve Shear from Red Bull joined us, and Manny and his mechanic Jeff, and uh, it was just epic. We lost our CEO, Jeff, for <laughs> over an hour. Uh, we all thought we really don't have jobs anymore. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was definitely a cool time, you know, just staying around and ride some good trails and and always cool to, to stick with the Fox guys. Cool. Hey, Manny, thank you for doing this. Hoover, thank you for no setting problem. this up. Guys, this has been the Fox feature for this week. Uh, Manny, we're going to be posting a lot about you as the West Series kicks off, so we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was, was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to talk to you and, and hopefully see you at Tennessee Knockout, huh? Oh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>